0: A matrix breaker is a person who lives purposefully. Living purposefully is a critical part of having a meaningful life. We are all here for a reason. Yet most people just go through life as a wandering generality lost in the matrix. People who are mostly, or people are mostly interested in other people's lives as opposed to their own. By living purposefully, you understand that you are here to mold your craft every day. Wherever you are, whatever you do, you must embrace the concept of living purposefully. If you are someone that doesn't quite know your purpose, you can take time in prayer or meditation to discover it. Once you unplug from the matrix, it may take time to... But you, you must learn to try new things or focus more on your current passions. In my life, I realized that my passion is to communicate ideas and empowering information with others. That's why you're listening to me right now, because I decided to live purposefully. I've spent years studying the inner workings of the matrix so that I can be sure of what I decide to share with you. If you're ready to live purposefully, then be prepared for this episode, where we discover our God-given purpose. I will be referring to a book called Resolved by Oren Woodward. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating, review, and feel free to share with your family and friends. If you would like to support my endeavors, feel free to check out the products and services I provide through the company, Longevity. You can access exclusive discounts and support this podcast financially by purchasing any of the incredible products provided for you there. You'll find the 90 essential nutrients your body needs every day in an accessible three product system. In addition, you'll also find powerful CBD products, energy drinks, coffee, skincare, and much more. I will have more information on everything in the store on other podcasts in the future. For now, just know that a part of breaking the matrix is investing in your health and vitality, which is all possible at dylansuggs.yongevity.com. To clarify, that's dylansuggs.yongevity.com. If you have any specific questions or inquiries about the products and services, you can always reach me directly at matrixbreakers at gmail.com. If you have any additional questions, research, or information about the podcast you'd like to send to me... You can also reach me at that email. Now, let's begin. Viktor Frankl, a Nazi camp survivor, learned the importance of having a purpose during his struggle to survive the brutal treatment inflicted on him by his captors. In the process, he developed a philosophy of life called Logotherapy. Stephen Covey described Frankl's uh, theory. Many so-called mental and emotional illnesses are really symptoms of an underlying sense of meaninglessness or emptiness. Logotherapy eliminates that emptiness by helping the individual to detect his unique meaning, his mission in life. A life worth living, in other words, is a life with meaning. Purpose is what gives a life meaning. Sadly, Many people live their entire lives without detecting their purpose. In effect, they passively float downriver and accept whatever destination comes rather than swim against the current to achieve their desired destination. Now, with that being said, Viktor Frankl uh, was a Nazi camp survivor and he was someone that is well known in his book A Man Search for Meaning. Now, I happened to run into the creators of something that was called the Statue of Responsibility. A sculptor named Gary Lee Price works to complete the project inspired by famous psychiatrists. I met this guy. I've been to his shop and the Statue of Responsibility is basically a reflection of the Statue of Liberty but on the west coast. The designation for where they decide to put it is off of the coast of San Diego. So you're getting this sort of exclusive information but when getting to know these people and their ideas and what they wanted to do with the Statue of Responsibility personally, it really got to bring within me a sense of purpose as well. And that's why it's so beautiful that we talk about logotherapy, uh, especially in reference to this book. Because it's this idea that people go through life and you know they have these depressions and these ups and downs and what seems to be just an endless cycle of traumas and um, just getting by when instead you can live a purposeful life. You can find... That there is meaning in life, that there is something that's worth living. And that's why we talk about just the that's a base level of purpose, okay? Now, a purposeless life is similar to a hoopless basketball game. One can hurriedly dribble up and down the court, but nothing of any consequence is accomplished. Doesn't this describe the majority of people? Running to and fro with no particular plan, having no purpose, meaning, or significance. In contrast, when hoops are placed on life's backboards, the objective of the game becomes clear. The game now has meaning for the people running up and down the court, to put the ball through the hoop, and to score points. What previously seemed like a waste of energy, now has a specific intent. This is what a purpose does for one's life gives it meaning by having a worthwhile goal. So again, using a reference to a basketball game, you can run through life back and forth on the court without any basketball hoop to shoot in or anything. So what happens is once you have the basketball hoop set up, all of a sudden there's a game to be played. There's something to accomplish, there's things to do. And that's the idea behind having a purpose and not having a purpose. So. Typically, what we see is people do run from one side of the court to the other side of the court just experiencing life for what it is without any particular goal, without any particular purpose. Now, um, moving on to that, we're going to see what modern philosophers have discussed in terms of meaning and life's purpose and why it has led most of society to go down a rabbit hole, so to speak. The poor man, the rich man, the black man, the white man, every person has a dream in his heart. Your vision may already be clear to you, or it may still be buried somewhere deep in your heart waiting to be discovered. Fulfilling this dream is what gives purpose and meaning to life. When you die, you're meant to leave this earth not on a pension, but on a purpose. Purpose provides direction to a person's life. Filling every task, even seemingly mundane ones, with significance. Modern man is suffering the effects of his self-imposed denial of purpose and meaning in life. For instance, when Friedrich Nietzsche wrote, God is dead, God remains dead, and we have killed him, he understood that by rejecting God, he had also killed meaning and purpose. Bertrand Russell, a highly celebrated atheistic philosopher, elaborated on the meaning of Nishet's proclamation. Unless you assume a God, the question of life's purpose is meaningless. Russell drove this point home when he confronted what the death of God worldview meant for hope and purpose in an atheistic philosophy. So I'm about to read you his philosophy, and this is coming from an atheist, someone who does not believe in God. That man is the product of causes which had no provision of the end they were achieving. That his origin, his growth, his hopes and fears, his loves and his beliefs are but the outcome of accidental collections of atoms. That no fire, no heroism, no intensity of thought and feeling can preserve an individual life beyond the grave. That all the labors of all the ages and all the devotion, all the inspiration, all the noonday brightness of human genius are destined to extinction, in the vast death of the solar system. And that the whole temple of man's achievement must inevitably be buried beneath the debris of a universe in ruins. All these things, if not quite beyond dispute, are yet so nearly certain that no philosophy which rejects them can hope to stand. Only within the scaffolding of these truths, only on the firm foundation of unyielding despair can the soul's habitation henceforth be safely built. Russell's philosophy is depressing to say the least. No wonder depression medication and drug use are at an all-time high. Nonetheless, this philosophy has infected millions of people, leaving them without purpose or hoops in the game of life. Why is this author writing about an atheistic philosophy? It's very simple. It's to identify this concept that without a God in in life. So if you are an atheist, there is no purpose. There is no meaning, because if you fall to the uh, ideology of that atheistic philosophy, then you're all just gonna burn when the sun, you know, explodes in some odd millions of years away. Anyway. And so you know all the work you're gonna do, and all the family you might have, and all the generations that might live on Earth and continue to prosper or continue to, um, have depression and cruelty, it all doesn't even matter because we're all gonna burn up, and you know it's all gonna just blow up and go away in one day, and and it's it's all it's all gonna be meaningless. That is this atheistic philosophy, and the point the author is trying to make is, hey, you know what? It sounds like it's just better off. To believe in a God. You're almost better off believing in having a purpose beyond death, beyond this life, and in this life. Okay? This comic named Woody Allen reflected More than any other time in history, mankind faces a crossroad. One path leads to despair and hopelessness, and the other to total extinction. Let us pray we have the wisdom to choose correctly. This is humor, by the way. Needless to say, the legacy of this acidic belief, poured directly on the roots of purpose, destroyed the fruits of hope, meaning, and significance, leaving only the bitter fruits of paralysis and cynicism to fill the void. Thankfully, one doesn't have to drink the modern man's toxic brew of beliefs. In fact, many are rejecting the fatalistic views of these godless philosophers and returning to a purpose-centered life filled with meaning, significance, and destiny. My idea on this is very simple. It is very easy to be critical of our nature and to be critical of our existence and our purpose with the existence of God. See, it's easy to be a critic. But how can you honestly look into the mirror and really tell yourself that you are only a product of just random collision of atoms, that everything that is on this planet, all the emotions, all the neurology, all the biology, all of nature is just a symptom of randomness. It's very difficult. And a lot of people like this uh, author is referring to are believing that philosophy they might not be running into the churches of today. They not they might not pick up on religious beliefs, but a lot of people aren't atheist anymore. They're kind of in between. They more or less believe in God. And this is what I get into when it comes to the matrix in the spiritual world, which is this idea of it's capturing people to believe in other things because people are, are are not atheists anymore. There, there are less and less atheists. Like if you're an atheist and you're listening to this, very surprised, um, because again, like I said, you're you're better off believing in God. Like you're, you're statistically, you are happier, you have more dopamine, you have more meaning in life, and you can, even if you're blindly going through it and just saying, hey, you know what, I have faith, I believe there's something beyond death, I believe there is something beyond this life, I believe that we're here for a purpose. Just believing that is going to make you better off. It's going to improve the quality of your life. So, if you are an atheist listening to this, I encourage you to just believe in something because, you know, if you don't, you're just going to go through life like these atheistic philosophers depressed, destroyed, with no legacy. No one's going to believe you. These atheistic philosophers, long gone, It's going to be in the future. No one's going to care about what these guys have to say because it sounds insane. So we'll continue on and uh, reiterate this idea that people are turning to more of a God view instead of a Godless view. For example, Pastor Rick Warren's uh, book, The Purpose Driven Life, has sold over 30 million copies since 2002. One of the top selling books of the modern era. Warren's book is reaching many people with a message of purpose and meaning, who have been lost in a sea of despair. Warren wrote, you cannot arrive at your life's purpose by starting with a focus on yourself. You must begin with God, your creator. You exist only because God wills that you exist. You were made by God and for God. And until you understand that, life will never make sense. It is only in God that we discover our origin, our identity, our meaning, our purpose, our significance, and our destiny. Every other path leads to a dead end. Now, I can actually totally attest to this personally. You may not believe what I just said or what was written down here, but I can tell you 100% That when I started to have more of a spiritual existence and I started to believe in God, I started to believe that we were a part of a story, we were a part of a timeline, we are a part of history, we are leaving a legacy, it was only then that I was filled with purpose and passion and drive and motivation and inspiration to take action in my life, okay? So again, even if you're an atheist, you're statistically better off if you blindly believe in God. If you just blindly have faith, you are literally better off. Okay, continuing. They say there are two important days in your life. The day you were born and the day you find out why you were born. No one chose the day he was born, but everyone can learn why he was born. Why are people created? What is the purpose of one's life? Author Daniel Pink identifies three elements that are included in a purposeful life. Number one, autonomy, the urge to direct our own lives. Number two is mastery, the desire to get better at something that matters. And number three is purpose, the yearning to do what we do in the service of something larger than ourselves. This is key, something that that's what defines purpose. It's doing something in service that is that is larger than yourself. This is why you see a lot of purpose-driven people that are in the military. Because what they believe is they have such a strong purpose, they understand it, they get to the core of that purpose and it is to preserve the union, to preserve the nation, the values and the principles more importantly that the nation holds. People go to war and they die in this battle to defend those rights that's what we do at least in the united states that's why we that's why we fight and so that's given purpose so a lot of people in military they know what i'm talking about people who have military history they understand this you're driven to understand your purpose and you understand you're a patriot because you understand the beauty of the united states you understand the beauty of the constitution and the freedoms that we have And this is a principle to have that purpose. So let's look at the purpose hedgehog. There's a book out there called Good to Great by a guy named Jim Collins. And he discusses the hedgehog concept as a way to understand how a company or an individual becomes exceptional. More precisely, a hedgehog concept is a simple, crystalline concept that flows from deep understanding about the intersection of the following three circles number one what can you be the best in the world at now in parentheses and equally important what can't you be the best in the world at number two what drives your economic engine number three what are you deeply passionate about now look at those three things i want you guys who are here if you don't know your purpose in life then you can take the time to ask yourself those three questions what are you deeply passionate about what can you be the best at in the world and what drives your economic engine so this is explained even further to quickly grasp the three circles consider the following personal analogy. Suppose you were able to construct a work life that meets the following three tests. First, you are doing work for which you have a genetic or God-given talent. Second, you are well paid for what you do. Third, you are doing work you are passionate about and absolutely love to do, enjoying the actual process for its own sake. The intersection of these three circles is the hedgehog concept. Collins explained that it's essential to have all three circles intersecting to determine a person's hedgehog concept. Now, he gets into detail here. Guys, are there things that you love to do right now that you cannot be the best at and you cannot get paid doing it? A lot of you might, that might be uh, video games, right? Uh, now with Twitch, I guess you could do that too. But that might be, you know, um, something you you do as a craft, um, maybe art, uh, but you enjoy it. Maybe it's football. This is a big thing, right? Athletic, athleticism, athletic ability. Okay. This idea that you believe based on your experience playing basketball, let's say, for example, that you love basketball, it, you're, you're good at it, but you know what? You're not, you can't be the best. Does that make sense? You cannot be the best in the NBA and if you cannot be the best at something, then you probably shouldn't pour your heart and soul into it. You might even be passionate about it and somehow you might be able to get paid for it but if that third part isn't there, then you know that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Now, let's say that there's something that you're doing for work right now that you're not even passionate about but the economy is there. You're getting paid a lot of money to do shit that you don't like. Well, that's also a failure. That's not living with your purpose. Yeah, you might think your purpose is providing for your family, but again, that is um, still not deep enough because you're not fulfilling all three circles. Now, this is a simple, simpler version that the, book, the the book covers here, and it's going through the three circles again, and here we go. You ready? Number one is find what you're passionate about. Number two, find your potential. And number three, profits. What can you profit from? Can you profit from playing basketball as a hobby? Probably not right now. You're not going to join the NBA. So you have to find something that equals the ability to do all three. Passionate, potential, and profit. Purpose and consequence is the intersection of a person's passion, potential, and profits. Furthermore, it's only when a person intersects all three circles that he will fulfill his destiny by living a purposeful life. I hope this helps you guys. If you had a struggle before uh, on behalf of whether or not you can find out what it is you want to do in life or your purpose or whatever have you, uh, uh, this is probably going to help you out. So, passion. Passion, the first attribute of purpose, is a mixture of what a person loves and what he hates. This generates his motivation to change his current reality more towards what he loves and away from what he hates. What would a person do with his life if he could do anything? Sometimes it's love that fuels the passion to change the world, and at other times in contrast it's anger or rejection that fuels the passion to change. In either event, all great achievements are driven by passion, otherwise criticisms, setbacks, and pressures drain the would-be achiever of his drive this is important and putting it in my context being that I'm making a podcast called matrix breakers that's two things happening at one time one is I'm passionate about well we'll start with the first one one is I hate the matrix the matrix is binding this the mind body and soul of so many people that I know and so many people that I do not know and I am passionate about about the the almost the hatred towards the matrix. And if any of you who have seen The Matrix, the movie, you build this resentment towards these, you know, AI robots. I'm not talking about AI necessarily, but I am talking about anything that holds you back in life. And it could be corrupt government officials. It could be corrupt bankers who, you know, manipulate the money supply and create, you know, these um uh the reserve banks and we can get into the history of those and the things we've already spoken about in previous podcasts. You know, I have a hatred towards that system and I want to break that system. So breaking it is part of where I'm passionate because I've actually helped people break that matrix and I hope I'm helping you right now. Break the matrix and become free. So once you have this freedom, you can then help others. If that's something that I'm helping you do, then that is something that I'm having my purpose in. Your potential, the second key, to purpose is discovering a person's potential. What are his unique gifts and skills? Everyone is born in original, but sadly most die a copy. What abilities can a person bring to the table that can benefit the world? This is so key. What can you do to benefit the world? What is your potential? What have you done in the past That has made a significant difference in somebody's life. If you are out there, and I cannot attest to this, but if you're out there and you have children, you're able to make a direct impact in the world. Because through those children, they are going to leave a legacy and they're going to carry your values, your principles, your thoughts, your gestures, your mannerisms into the world, right? Now... This is a uh, quote from Marianne Williamson, and you might have heard it on, uh, gosh, I forget the famous basketball movie, but here is a famous quote that is well known. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to manifest the glory that is within us. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated, From our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. It is exactly this passion that you and I both know, whether it's coming from yourself or others around you, that is really powerful in breaking the matrix, breaking this mold that it might have on your life. Now, furthermore, let's go into profits. The third aspect of purpose is profits, converting one's potential and passion into a fruitful calling. At first blush, many object to profits, being included in a person's purpose. But without a viable economic engine, one simply does not have the time or funds to complete his calling. Little details like eating, drinking, and housing keep interfering with his purpose. In a free society. People compensate others financially when they are satisfied with the products or services offered. By pursuing passion and potential to satisfy customers, a person fulfills his purpose and thrives. Indeed, the corporate cradle to grave jobs are passing away, but serving a customer's needs will never go out of style. If anything... Serving customers has never been more important since today's competition comes from all over the globe in this flat world. Shoddy products and services will simply not be tolerated, making it imperative to apply passion and potential with profits to fulfill one's purpose. So this idea is this. A lot of people get funny about money. They think that money is evil and money is horrible and we should never want it. But in reality, we should seek money and that the most that you're getting from somebody is when you're buying something from a, a CEO, a company, where they're doing what they're passionate about. You're buying their product or their service from them because they are passionate about it because they're do good work. Why cannot you do the same thing? So. That's what I do, and that's why at the beginning of this podcast, I told you how you can support me and what I am able to offer in terms of products and services to the marketplace that I'm passionate about, that I enjoy, that I absolutely know and have seen help people. So that's a key thing. Now, the what, the why, and the how. Whatever a person is doing, he should do it with all his might because this is how doors open to reveal his purpose. And when a person discovers his purpose, all his actions are based upon fulfilling the vision that he sees in his mind when the purpose is completed. However, in order to turn this vision into reality, he must become a living embodiment of the principles needed to accomplish it. Why is that keyword so important? Principles. It keeps popping up. Principles are the foundation of your purpose. Now, purpose here in my matrix breakers here is one of them is purpose, right? Now, the 13 resolutions being this book, or we can put it this way, the 10 principles, accordingly, are the principles by which a person lives in order to achieve his vision and fulfill his purpose. Regardless of the specific field in which people apply these principles, they will find every one of these principles vital to achieve their purpose and vision. Since the resolutions are based upon human nature and the laws of life, they are applicable to any field at any time and under all circumstances. With these resolutions in his tool belt, all a person has to do is determine his purpose, clear the fog from his vision, and form a team of people to help turn this vision into a reality. Now, I am playing a little bit of word salad there because this book is awesome, and I am referring to this book in most of these 10 principles, but the 10 principles of a matrix breaker are a bit different from this book. But, It is very true that these principles that I'm laying out for you, we're on number two here, are gonna help you throughout your life in everything that you do. And if we're being honest, the matrix is everywhere. It's all around us, even in this very room. As uh, Morpheus had once said, and so all businesses were first created metaphysically. This is getting more into the entrepreneurship. I know those of you who are on here uh, may not be entrepreneurs, but if you are, you understand where I'm coming from when I'm reading this segment. All businesses were first created metaphysically as visions in the entrepreneur's mind and then created physically in the material world. Not surprisingly, this aligns with Ralph Waldo Emerson's statement. An institution is the lengthened shadow of of one man. Still, this isn't quite right, for when a person detects his mission, he surrounds himself with others, not only to compete with, but also to improve the mission. Moreover, when the team buys into the vision, they add their own unique gifts and talents to make the vision even better than when it started. Together, everyone achieves more, is the true definition of a team. Senj, who's this author, describe this the vision no wait yes describe that the vi, that, that oh gosh let me reread Senge described this phenomena when he wrote they now have partners co-creators the vision no longer rests on the shoulders alone early on when they are nurturing an individual vision people may say it is my vision but as the shared vision develops, it becomes both my vision and our vision. As a result, when the purpose, vision, and principles align, a disciplined culture develops, and it is this culture that propels businesses forward. So really, that is the conclusion of the podcast, but it gives you the idea of what I'm trying to do with this podcast. You see, because right now, my vision is is to be able to share these um, principles but also this information that I will be diving into in the podcast with everyone in the world. Now, you're not going to agree with everything that I will share on this podcast in the future, but all I ask is that you are, as, as a matrix breaker, which I believe if you're listening to this, you are one, That you contribute ideas, that you contribute your passion, your purpose to the overall vision of what a matrix breaker is and how a matrix breaker can impact the world. See, because we are all matrix breakers and we can all change the world in our different ways and we all can contribute to a better world by breaking the matrix in our communities and in our local lives. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in today. You guys are awesome. Stay blessed and stay tuned for the next podcast. Peace.